Good morning, Rabotai. Today, uh, the breakfast and the class is sponsored Le'ilui Nishmat, Baruch Nata Ben Dina, uh, by the Fallis family. Someone asked if they could sponsor these breakfast and Divrei Torah. Of course they can. You can get in touch with us in the synagogue. Um, Rabotai, today in the parasha, the beginning of the parasha, we read something which is fascinating to me. And I love more than anything else when you learn a tremendous lesson from what the Pasuk or what the Gemara or what the Midrash is teaching you, but that was actually not the point of the, of the Pasuk or Midrash or Gemara. I love what I call side or fringe benefit lessons. Because it's like not only did you get the lesson they were teaching you, but from the lesson you kind of wound up learning something else because like extra credit, Yanni. Okay, so I want to I want to read one thing. In and of itself, this is a question that needs understanding. One of the answers that we gave in yesterday or, or the day before's talk answers it. But I, I just want to leave the the ma'amar hazal on the table. It talks about when Yitzhak and Rivka were praying, and it says, Rivka, who was she? Bat bituel. She was the daughter of Bituel. Who else was she? Achot Lavan, the sister of Lavan. So it gives a very detailed analysis of who she was. We just told you who this was. Right at the end of last week's parasha, it tells you the entire story. Bituel and Lavan feature quite prominently there. And in the parasha before that, it tells you that Bituel was Rivka's father. So why the need to reiterate exactly who her father was, who her brother was? Comes Rashi and Rashi answers. To tell you her praise. She was the daughter of a wicked man. And the sister of a wicked brother. And the people of her city were wicked. She lived in a wicked city with a wicked brother and a wicked father. And she did not learn from their actions. Amen. To tell you the greatness of Rivka, we went and told you the circumstances under which she was raised so that you would understand that she did not learn from their actions. What's interesting to me is that we just found out that the Pasuk says, and Hashem answers him. And God answers who? What, who does God respond to? Lo Hashem. And Hashem responded to Yitzchak. And Rashi on the spot he says, what does it mean? Why does God listen to him? She'en doma tefilah sadik ben rasha. The prayer of a sadik, the son of a rasha, is not on the same level as the prayer of a sadik, the son of a tzadik. L'fikach lo velo To him and not to her. He answered his prayer before he answered her prayers. So that raises a very difficult question. What does that mean? The Rashid, just two seconds ago we quoted in the, in the previous Pasuk, tells you how special Rivka was, that she had to be a Sadeket even in such a background. Yitzchak, the opposite. He, he, had, he was on easy street. His parents were um, unbelievable. Who were the people that came to his tent? All Ba'alei Teshuvah were surrounding him. And there's nothing more beautiful and more excited and more passionate about Judaism and spirituality than a Ba'al Teshuvah even more excited than someone who was raised religious. So that was the environment in which Yitzchak was growing. So how could you say that the tefillah of a sadiq, the son of a sadiq, is better or is more accepting the tefillah of? Excellent. Go ahead. What are you going to say? It doesn't say better. What does it say? But, as he's pointing out, it says it's not the same. However, the end of that says, and therefore he listened to him. But maybe, 
Wow, what a Hidush. What a Hidush, David, from England. David is saying that maybe what it means is he answered Yitzchak's prayer. It was easier for him to answer Yitzchak's prayer because the whole point was to hear the prayer of a Sadiq. And since Rivka was on a higher level, there was an even bigger desire to hear Rivka's prayer. Fantastic. Really beautiful. One of the other answers that we've given previously is actually also responds to this point. Amen. One of the answers that we said uh, a couple days ago also speaks to this point. Does anyone remember how uh, something we answered earlier answers this point? The, exactly, the Akara Akara. So for Yitzchak, the son of a Sadiq, to get answered, you have his prayers and the prayers of his father. Whereas with Rivka, you have her prayers and the prayers of her parents. Her parents we didn't want. In fact, Rivka, when prays, what biracha is she given? She's given the biracha from her brother. Achotenu atheye, you should be to thousands and tens of thousands. Say our Chachamim that the word Rivava, Resh, Bet, Bet, Hey, is exactly the letters of the Pasuk that we just began with. Rivka, Bat, Bituel, Harami. Roshet Tevot, Rivka, Resh, Bet, Bat, Bituel, Bet, Harami. So, what made Rivka, Bat, Bituel, Harami, Akara? Why was God not listening to her prayers? Because in the background, you also had the prayers, Achotenu, At, Heyel, Afe, Rivava. In order that it shouldn't seem like the prayers of Lavan were being answered, in order that those prayers shouldn't taint it, so therefore the tefillah of a sadiq ben sadiq who has his parents praying with him is more uh, is more effective because it doesn't need in effect the discarding of the management uh, of the prayers of the rasha. Same, same. One second, I, this is not even the point the way I wanted to get to. I wanted to get to one side point and listen to this. This to me is unbelievable because we all kind of just circumnavigated the most. Brilliant idea ever. The Pasuk is telling you who Rivka was to tell you her praise. That her father was a Rasha. Her brother was a Rasha. Her city was Sadiqim. And still, she became, uh, they were Rishayim, still she became a Sadiq. You know, we spend a lot of time teaching in Judaism the concept of Shachen Tov. How important it is to have a good neighbor. We talk a lot about a person should never go to a city that doesn't have Torah because what will happen if there's no Torah in the city, the guy, you know, he could lose every, all spirituality, all religion that he has. We always talk about the power of environment. But today I want to speak not of the power of environment, but of the power of an individual who could speak power to his environment. Rivka Imenu has everything stacked against her being a Sadeket. And still, what happens? Deep inside her, she knows the truth, she knows what's right, and she's capable of fighting the entire world. She becomes a Sadeket. This same week, we read about another man who is in the exact opposite environment. And look at what happens to him. Esav, his father and his mother are a Tzadiket Tzadeket. His brother is a Tzadik. He lives in a house of Baletish. And what happens with Esav? He still manages to be a Rasha. So although the environment is so powerful and influencing, it is not the final word. A person has the choice and the ability if he wants or she wants to become great no matter where they are. You don't ideally put yourself in that scenario. But it is the power is within you. The choice is within you. Sometimes people say everyone was doing it. 
What do you want from me, Rabbi? Everyone's doing it. You want me to do this? Nobody does that. How am I going to be that one guy? And I say to them, you know who you are? A great, great grandson of. Never mind Abraham. Never mind Yitzhak. Never mind Yaakov. You're also a great grandson of Rivka, Bat Betuel Ha'arami, whose father was Betuel, whose brother was Lavan, and still she managed. You have the ability to fight the trend to swim against the tide. And Be'ezrat Hashem, when we recognize our own internal power, just that recognition, the cognition of internal power is enough sometimes to be able to do wondrous things in the most difficult of circumstances.